It's the final word daily. I'm Adam Collins. He's Jeff Lemon. We're at Perth Stadium for the well, the mighty, the mighty Seabus Super. Seabusuper.com.au celebrating their 40th birthday in 2024. More about them later. For now, Jeff, sum up the day's play. The second day here in 30 seconds. Mitchell Marsh, uh, Perth's favourite son, resumed with Alex Carey. They had the chance to put on heaps. They put on 90. It's kind of heaps. It's on the way to heaps. Carey got out, got bowled a beauty uh, by Amo Jamal, and then so did uh, Mitchell Stark, who yep. came after him. Mitchell Marsh went on to. 90, got out just after lunch. Australia, the tail was wrapped up quickly, 487 all out. Um, they were a long way in front, but Pakistan did pretty well. Partnership of 74 between the openers. They grounded out, they batted real slow, and then Shah Massoud came out for a sparkling 30. Um, and so what, they're 120 something for two, 130 for two. They're about, for two. They're 355 runs behind, uh, but they've still got eight wickets in hand. They've got a night watch in the middle. So they're kind of in there. End of the summary, one Dennis Lilly behind. That's how I thought of it at the end of the day today. 355, that's how many test wickets he took. Or, or one Jeff Marsh behind. You made 355 against South Australia oh, yeah. across the uh, across the Swan River there okay. that many years ago in that 431 run stand with Mike Valletta. There that's, was, what, there was some good... that's what story time does to your brain, people. It, it is what it does to your brain. There was some good Marsh stuff. So uh, Swampy, and this was very apt, so, uh, so yeah. Swamp on, on Twitter was doing the Marsh family total international runs for Australia, which oh, yeah. um, added up to about 18,000, I think, that, that Jeff has got with Sean and Mitch. And it was being talked about on the ABC comms. I think it was Jim Maxwell. Goes, oh, I wonder, where would that sit in terms of families who've made runs? I'm like, uh, Jim, I think the wars have got them covered pretty comfortably there. And, and probably the, the Muhammad brothers, all mm. five of them, have probably got mm. them covered there as well. Yeah. Uh, if, if factoring in 50 over cricket and all the rest of it. But still. 18,000 runs in a family, uh, not to be sneezed at. Yeah, I suppose the chapels of Vic Richards and the granddad. Yeah. Go, okay. There are others. Can you get a triple, yeah, triple can, we get a, can we get a comprehensive list? Does, does William is someone going to make a list for us? Can we get William Cooper's stats combined with Paul Sheehan's stats, <laughs> his great-grandson? All of Paul Sheehan's stats, all of them, include all of them. <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, we're not talking about Shagger today, are we? We're talking no. about the cricket. Um, the cricket that happened here at Perth Stadium. Batting, bowling, uh, Batting, fielding. bowling, fielding. Uh, yep. Let's talk about the Mitch Marsh batting to begin with. Sure. I thought it was significant on the basis that we keep hearing for Andrew McDonald mm -hmm. that they want to play their best six bats probably at the end of this series. So when Warner retires, they're not completely sold on having an opener, mm -hmm. air quotes, to replace Warner. They're, they're relaxed about the idea of it being someone within the top six. If that is to be Mitch Marsh, I'm not saying it will be, if it were to be, sure. but it's not a bad trial effort against second year ball, start of a new day, and so on. Yeah. And he batted really well. That first half an hour, there was nothing outlandish. It was fairly traditional start of a new day, lay a foundation. As we said on the podcast last night, mm -hmm. they lose Marsh and Carey straight away on day two. We're probably having a, uh, quite a different conversation now. And then they accelerated. Then they put the foot down. Then it looks like it's going to be like yep. Pakistan disaster day. I was reading Daniel Rasool's piece overnight and he's like, I'm not going to write the disaster piece. Today, today, I'm going to wait for the day when I have to write it, yes. which I will at some stage. And I'm thinking, this might be a disaster day, mate. But it wasn't, no. because they kind of dragged things back quite splendidly. Three for 11 after lunch, after they got rid of uh, the wickets of uh, Carey and Stark before lunch with those mm -hmm. two balls you mentioned from Jamar, who, who has it in him to bowl yep. 
um, playable deliveries and then two um, caught in the cordon after lunch to give him six, two with the short ball yesterday. So a nice rounded six for two short balls, two lovely balls that took stumps out of the ground yep. and two caught in the cordon. Yeah. And that's not a bad way to start your debut. I love this celebration. I, you know, I, I love the way he kissed the turf and the way I love the way he led the team off the field. Mm. I hope he has something of a test career. Yeah, he did. So there was a period there where he was just trying to bore out Mitchell Marsh by bowling bounces around about leg stump, just outside leg stump. With they had the sort of you know, the, the kind of in, the the ashes style bouncer yeah. field with the forward deep square leg, um, the, the the fine leg, and and the the kind of long leg. You know, three yeah. out there behind, well, two behind square, one just in front, and then a couple of others in terms of short leg and all the rest of it. Um, I'm endlessly fascinated by this. Like, what is it that makes absolute fuckwits? Yeah, I mean, like that guy. That guy's like that guy's like 43. Then, you know, he's like 43. Like, he's like you're, you're an he's old sticking man. his finger up at us now. You're like, a, you're, well, I did that first, to be fair. Oh right, um, I didn't yeah. realise that no, was a reciprocity. You, you, you were looking the other way, but I decided just to give it a. I but seriously, it like, look at him. He's clearly had a nice yeah. day out. Fine. He's probably had fine. a skinful, and that's fine as well. But like, yeah. he sees tripod, sees camera, goes, "I must be." I must scream. You are a grown man. You are, and I use that term loosely. I use that term very, very loosely. But you are, as far as society is concerned, (laughs) both of those things. And yet here we are. I hope you're getting something good for Christmas. I hope it's a big plastic truck and I hope you get to drive it around the kitchen table. You absolute mouth breather. All right. Back to the cricket. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, more the, energy today than yesterday, Jeff. I'm feeling a bit a, more zip. I'm feel, Maybe because Phil Meng's watching us record. Yeah, the uh, father and nerd pledge. Father and nerd pledge. Overseeing. No things. more than four meters from us. If yep. he wasn't here, we might be. You know, this is where we're, we're in the presence. We're in the presence of greatness. But look, it, the. the yeah, the fact that he was just bombing everything over the shoulder and trying to bore out Mitchell Marsh and get him to play a dumb hook shot, which admittedly worked for David Warner yesterday, yeah. um, seemed a little odd given the absolute perler that he'd bowled to Alex Carey, which I'm sure you'll come back to later, um, and we will spend some more time on that. But yeah, yeah uh, the, you know, the ability to, to shape the ball through the air. There was swing this morning. They bowled badly in patches. They bowled too short to Mitchell Marsh earlier as well. Not that full bouncer barrage, but just too short, and he was able mm-hmm. to pull... A fair bit. That and, straight and so, legged pull that Marsh is doing at the yeah. moment is shit hot. Mm. Like, he always played it, but it seems like every time it's in that, you know, it's meant to be awkward, right? Somewhere between your hip and your and your nipple. Yep. It's not meant to be easy. When Cummins the bowls there, no, no one really mm. hits it. He's made an art form of hitting blokes in that in that region, and it's meant to be awkward. But Marsh has a way of getting up on top of the bounce anyway. Um, and that's just a lot of practice, I suppose. And being so comfortable in his game, mm. I can't remember who I was talking to on commentary yeah. about it today, but it's a little bit like Usman Khawaja. When he returned to the test side a couple of years ago unexpectedly, he's like, oh, yeah, new lease of life, but it's all upside, very little downside. I feel the same way about Mitch Marsh right now. Everything that he's doing is a bonus because for two or three years there, he would have thought that he's never wearing his baggy green again. Cameron yep. Green, well and truly overtaking him in the pecking order. Sure, he might go on to be um, a gun white ball player, but the probability of a mm. major test career was was fading, having had all that potential. But it's just the way he hits the ball, so bloody hard, harder than almost anyone I've seen, um, Mitch Marsh, and the positions he can get himself in to do so, very much like as, as it was against England mm. at Leeds when he returned to the team. He does bring something fundamentally different, and that's good. You yep. want to have a team with, um, with, with batters who bring different attributes, and, and the way he's batting right now is a reminder that he's got that really high ceiling, and, and long may this continue. It's a strange world to live in where Mitchell Marsh is good. You know, yeah, it's, it's, nice. just, it's just it's, it's not what I expected five years is ago. Is it possible so. that he always was, just to advance Maybe. a theory with you, yeah. that he was... I don't know. I don't know about played out of position. That might be overstretching it. But he, he at times tried to no. play like he was a number th- number four. So he tried to play more conservatively, yes. which didn't suit him. He played and very then, timidly for a long period. Yeah, that's right. And and other times when he tried to play aggressively, it was often chasing declaration runs. Mm. We know that doesn't often help the average. Sure. So he was suffering from 
the worst of both worlds. Mm. Uh, and, and neither strategy worked too yep. well, apart from that, that golden spell in the summer of 2017-18. It feels a long time ago now. So he goes for 90. Uh, Perth crowd don't get their 100, but whatever. It was a good innings, good score. And, and then I, I enjoyed the way that Pakistan wrapped things up, that Jamal came back and went, no, no, you're not going to get 550 and yeah. really hurt us here. Um, bold length, bold outside off, bit of movement, drew the two nicks, got the one from Cummins behind, gets the one from Lyon behind. Yep. Hazelwood, I love how Josh Hazelwood is so consistent now. He plays one nice shot for four generally, which he pushes either through extra cover or behind point, and, and then either he gets out or the other player gets out. That, That's that, it. That cut That's, shot that he played yeah. with his knees bent. Yeah. It, <laughs> whisper it. Looks like Clive Lloyd. I mean, it looks, it looks like Clive they Lloyd. They don't bear a lot of resemblance uh, to for, one another in, for, in for, most for, ways. You know, uh, for a fraction of a second, yeah. if you were to do the still frame, I could almost see Lloyd playing with his yeah. knees bent, carving it through backward point the way that Hazelwood did there with complete yeah. authority out the middle of the bat. But yeah, other than yeah. that, he's getting, as they say in modern cricket, leg side of the ball leg most side of, of the, the ball. time. 487. <laughs> And then I kind of loved the fact that Pakistan bored the shit out of us for a while yeah. after that because I it. they're supposed to fall apart, right? They've been in out there in the heat for four sessions. It's four and a half. It's been tough work. They come out, Abdullah Shafiq, Imam al-Haq. They just occupy the crease for a while. Abdullah occasionally plays a shot, particularly when Lyon bowled. He made a point of going after Lyon a mm. bit, hit him for three boundaries before he got out to him much later for 42, I think, Abdullah Shafiq made out of the yep. 74 that they'd put on by that stage. They saw off a lot of quality bowling from Stark and Hazelwood to begin with uh, and then from Cummins. They left a lot of balls. They were beaten a fair bit of the time. The Australians, I thought, bowled really well uh, and beat the bat a lot. Um, you know, I mean, I suppose you can talk about the length they're pitching the ball and all the rest of it, but they were particularly good without actually succeeding at any one stage. Oh. Um, and then, you know, from where they got to, from where they ended up at, they weren't able to get that breakthrough and Pakistan were just able to keep occupying, but they had the patience to do it. At one point, they were going at 1.9 and over, which I loved. I mean, why not? Wind the clock back. Yeah, so there's the... Well, first of all, Shafiq's got a really good record against Nathan Lyon. It was that bloke who came and stood next to the camera for 30 seconds there. We talked about 43 odds. He's about 63. The dignity or the indignity of the whole thing. Mm. You seriously? Get a grip. Very excited. Um, yeah, just sitting next to the camera eyeballing us. Like, come on. Like, surely you've got family or mates or whatever. Anyway, no, probably not. Um, uh, the right, where am I? I've lost my concentration again. Um, don't Come like on, recording focus. Him. We're, focus. Talk, we're talking about focus. occupying Shaf the crease. Shafiq, Shafiq in line. Yeah. Average Shafiq. 55 against him. Shafiq. Uh, yeah, right. it was a good matchup. Average 55 against Lyon and 85 against Cummins in that mm -hmm. tour a couple of years ago, 18 months ago in Pakistan. So he was never really. Uh, muscled or bodied by the senior Australian bowlers, right? He was neither muscled nor bodied. Yeah, yeah. didn't happen. You, you know neither what I'm saying? Happen. It wasn't like they kind of got in didn't his head and, yeah. and so on. Hmm. Um, he, he obviously well, nor, got out. Or Imam, who made a shitload of runs yeah, against Imam, Australia in that series. Yeah, so. twin sons at, 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 at Pindi, as we remember, and he's still the, there now. The flattest pitch in the world. And those two are averaging in partnership something like 53 per innings right yeah. now. Like they're turning themselves into a really steady and dependable opening partnership for Pakistan. Shafiq made a double ton in his most recent test match at Colombo four or five months ago so there's something going on with that pair they got good chemistry mm -hmm. um, yeah I did think they might have left it a little bit too long to transfer pressure back however after tea Australia were absolutely superb um, yeah, some might quibble a tiny bit on length and that pretty length thing you often hear Mohammed Shami criticised for, but I don't think it was that at all. They bowled fuller after tea. Yeah. They beat the bat, like, routinely, two or three times and over. It was Hazelwood with Imam. It was Cummins and Stark at different points yep. um, doing the job to Shafiq. They were ever so unlucky not to get a conventional edge through to the wicketkeeper. As Brad observed uh, in our video we were doing for SEM before, it was the opposite of the All Out 36 mm. at Adelaide back mm. in uh, 2020 where every edge was found that day or the All Out uh, 60 or whatever it was at Trent Bridge back in 
2015 where the fielding team got every single thing break their way. Today Australia had pretty much nothing break their way for the fast bowlers and they yeah. were all frustrated at different times. You very rarely see Pat Cummins go hands on his head in mm -hmm. dismay. Did that a few times. Josh Hazel with a double teapot. They knew how close they were. And ultimately... Double teapot it, FM. Yes, and ultimately... Stig Maribo. <laughs> Icy cold cans of Coke with the Black Thunders. That the best Fox, of the 80s, it? 90s and today. I'm conflating no the two. You know, oh. I'm sort of bringing okay. the two. I think Stig Maribo okay. was double okay. T. Okay. Double T before he was Fox or... If you can identify the secret sound, you could win $10 cash, cash, cash. I see cold cans of Coke. Um, <laughs> probably AC Cola. Yeah, they were probably yeah. buying them at Kmart for 25 cents. I, I, I had a teammate when I was still playing decent cricket, he used to call me AC Cola. I'm like, that is quite unimaginative. Yeah. Hope he's going well. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, they... Uh, they bowled nicely. Ultimately, it was Nathan Lyon who gets the breakthrough. Test wicket number 497. Yep. And it was to a plan. They were working yeah. to Shafiq around the wicket. And yep. eventually... Bit of turn. They had, so they had, the, they had the short leg and they had the short mid wicket. And the leg and they, slip. And they had the leg slip. And he just kept and how about the first ball that he bowled to Shafiq that absolutely racked? Yeah. So Lyon's getting plenty on the ball. He bowled with a nice hard newish ball early on. Got a big um, outside edge just past slip. Second yep. ball that he bowled. Yep, he in was right in the comeback. game. Right in the game. And the ball to Shafiq, it was full face of the bat. Really nice take from Warner around the corner. Mm. Um, he's made an art form of that yep. with Lyon over the journey, wearing the baggy green above his wide brimmed hat as well. Yeah. So that's and, and, points. and Shafiq's trying to push pressure. So he skips down to that one. Like I said, he's hit the three boundaries. He played the cut shot. He hit the one over Lyon's head. Um, and he played that sort of wristy, slappy, square drive. And then he comes down. I think he's looking to go through square leg at that point but he just the turn gets him and it flicks finer Warner takes the catch wearing the two hats the old double hat Warner yeah. thing the baggy green on top of the, the broad brim floppy it's not quite slouch hat baggy green sandwich Steve War areas but um, you know pretty good in the I thought we'd yep. move past the double hat era yeah. but we're not Warner's Warner's trying to keep that tradition alive yep. keep a flame burning um, takes that catch and then Shah Masood comes in and that was pretty you know it was kind of fun he averages 29 he made 30 um, he played his shots he was like oh well I'm, I might I might not be the best player in this team, but I'm just going to see what I can do to get the foot down a bit. And Imam sort of joined him. He played a couple of shots, hit a couple of boundaries. They had an all-run four with the cut, although that was in the previous partnership. But, you know, some things got moving a bit later in the day until Shan Masood was out to a review. Big drive at Stark, not given. That was an interesting one. Not given. Massive spike. Did he not know that he'd hit it? Because Shan Masood sticks around and waits for the review. Huge spike on Ultra Edge. Yeah, I mean, I think we've learned... Um We've learned conclusively through the DRS era that batters don't know always when they've hit it, and that was another example there. But there, there was two bits to the Sean thing. First of all, um, it wasn't without risk. Mm. Uh, second ball, he tries to, well, he does get line through mid-wicket, but there was no room to work with. It was a huge degree of, um, a huge element of risk playing a shot like that. He spoons that to mid-wicket second ball, and it looks ridiculous, right? Yeah. Instead, it sneaks through. He chances his hand. He dances at line a couple of times, once to great effect, smacking him straight back over his head. So there was method to it, and he spoke a lot before the series about yeah. wanting to play more like that. And I suppose in, in the mould of Ben Stokes, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch to, to compare the two, but he's trying to uh, set a They're path often for the way... Much like Clive Lloyd and Josh Hazelwood, people are... <laughs> he's trying to show how he wants the rest of them to probably go about it. But, you know, as it always is mm. with Pakistan, it's going to come down to how well Barbara Azan plays tomorrow, right? Sure. And, and so Shaquille. Who's not got he's the, averaging 150 this year. Yeah, he's not got the baggage of playing against Australia, nor does Agus Salman, to be fair. He's averaging 50-odd this year, made a Test 100. Like, there are guys in this Pakistani lineup who have not experienced being beaten up by Aussies 
down here the way that a lot of previous Pakistani generations have. And Barbara Azam found a way last time. I'm Big hundred sure, at Karachi. I'm pretty sure Sachi Kiel's lowest score in Test cricket is 22. 22 he's in 13 never, innings. He's never made, never made a single-figure score. In 13 innings, yeah. his highest, his lowest score is 22. So hopefully he can keep that going tomorrow. Uh, and Jeff, that might be the right That's place it. for us to jump off and talk about the uh, final word, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame, where we talk about the most final word moment of the day. It's brought to you by Seabus Super, uh, the greatest superannuation company on the face of this planet. Including the, the two black holes. Black holes. <laughs> Which are hopefully not on this planet. If they are, we're in trouble. I'm watching that, um, what's that movie, what's that TV show about uh, the Russians getting to the moon first? Uh, I do not know. It's, did you'd they? love it. Did you they? would. You would... Fucking had, love had it. They kept this um, quiet for all, all mankind. This time, for all for, mankind. For, no, it's okay. fictional. It's for yeah. all mankind. It's an alternative history show. What if? A bit like Man in the High Castle, but with Russians fewer killings. Got to, what is the Russian for Neil Armstrong? Yeah, well, it's more like yeah. how would America be fundamentally a different country right. if they were chasing their tail in if the space race? If they were losers. If they were losers. Really, really good. We're only in, mm. So after this, I'm going to go home and watch some of that with Rach. Probably not the kids. Hopefully, they'll be you know near enough to asleep. Um, uh, where are we? See uh, my super. Uh, was established in 1984, the year I was born, created by workers for workers. Uh, four decades on, established as one of Australia's leading super brands, Seabus Super looks after more than 900,000 members. That's a massive number. Population of Australia, what, 25 million That's or something like that? That's almost as many as you could fit into the stadium at Ahmedabad. <laughs> Incredible. 900,000. That manages uh, over 85 billion of their money as of the 30th of June this year. And while Seabus might be big, they've never forgotten where they came from and why they do it. Mm -hmm. A proud industry super fund, one of these ones, uh, representing those that help build Australia. Everything Seabus does is to benefit members and only members so they can eventually enjoy the retirement they've worked hard for. We're proud to be in association with Seabus Super. Get your own super mm -hmm. sort of that. Do it in their 40th anniversary year. Jeff, you really, really need to get your super sort of that. Seabussuper.com.au. Past performance, no reliable indicator of future performance, but boy, oh boy, they're fucking good at what they do. Mm, it's a cute idea that freelancers have super. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Let's get to Mitchell Bar. Marsh. The the moment the moment after lunch it was it was a beautifully Mitchell Marsh kind of shot. He just plays the biggest booming off drive that you could possibly imagine to the first ball after the break, and it's the kind of shot that's been bringing him a lot of joy in one day cricket. But it was as though he'd been teleported back to the World Cup. He was opening the batting in Travis Head's absence, and he was playing that shot that he plays where he launches it over long mm. off for six. Um, you know, maybe conventional wisdom and hindsight and all that, but maybe in a test match, maybe just give yourself a couple. Give yourself a little one or two, <laughs> because it decks in and it takes that middle stump. And there's a wonderful photo. It's very much the chapter two to the Aaron Finch photo from Adelaide, I reckon, 2018, yep. is yep. it? When when Finch is facing, is it, is it Ishant Sharma or is it Mohammed Shami? One or the other. And he's playing that huge drive over long off and his stumps are exploding behind him. Mitchell Marsh, it's like, yeah, zoom in. You're like, ooh, nice shot. Zoom out, middle stumps flipping backwards at the time. Yeah, uh, look, didn't, didn't go well. I was really happy for Shazad to get another yeah. wicket. I thought he deserved it on the yeah. basis of what he, he did He got Smith yesterday. and Marsh and he worked hard. Yeah, pretty useful first couple of wickets given the way Marsh is going yeah. and the prestige that is Steve Smith. Um, Imam 
um, landing a blow on Sean's back. Oh, yeah. And he's absolutely nailing this on drive and in his follow-through, well, not in his follow-through, yeah. went backing up, hit him right on the numbers, took about three minutes to ice the back and so on. I thought he might have been caught at mid-on, I reckon, if that hadn't hit like Sean. Like a couple of years ago. There was right? a, yeah. Well, no, not from the deflection, I reckon, because he hit it He hit it on a bit of an angle and mid-on was pretty straight. And I don't. And I, I just think from that trajectory, maybe mid-on's got time to move across and catch it. So unless, he might have saved him. So maybe his captain threw himself on a live grenade <laughs> um, by absorbing the pressure. Um, and the other one I liked was um, Cameron Green on for one over. Mm-hmm. They dump him in the gully. Why not? Why Mitchell not? Marsh is bowling. It but, all makes sense. Yep. And a lashed cut shot from Shah Massoud. Yep. And who dives full stretch to stop it? The, only the best gully fieldsman of all time yep. in Cameron Green. So, uh, and then he walks off the ground, huge smile on his face. The Australians, they all know what's going on. They're like, this is brilliant. What a piss take this yep. is. We just saved four runs because Cameron Green is um, the subfielder of all subfielders. And mm. much as he did in one of the Ashes test matches when he stood at gully for, for much of one of England's innings, um, he's a really nice uh, player to be able to deploy as required. Yeah, but I, I like that they didn't keep him on. No, they weren't right. taking the piss with it as well. Like I thought that was respectful too, rather than Sean Abbotting it as they did through the whole yeah. World Cup where the poor bloke fielded for about 450 overs. Alright, I think that's it, Jeff. Uh, when we return tomorrow, we are a, we're a Jeff Marsh against South Australia, or a Dennis Lilly test wickets away from Pakistan, pulling level with Australia's 487. Everything we do throughout this summer is for Seabus Super, seabussuper.com.au, and indeed for our wonderful patrons, Phil Meng over there. Um, so much of what we do happens because he had the idea of Nerd Pledge, and well, here we are. Here we are. We have a story time ep coming out next week, the history uh, of our game. Uh, and also, oh, I might as well mention this, we've, uh, we've been shortlisted, we made the final of the uh, Australian Sports Commission Best Podcast of the Year, um, which is a nice thing. I don't expect we're going to win it, Jeff, but we've made the final four. It's a fairly prestigious set of awards. This is not a Mickey Mouse kind of thing. This is kind of like judges and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we made the final four. That's not for nothing. So there other people uh, are paying attention to what we're doing as well. Well, uh, is, it, is it a McIntyre? <laughs> it's not a McIntyre Final Five system. I, I, I'd, I'd like the McIntyre Final Four. Let us, be, let us play the second okay. semi-final against Howie. Okay. And the loser of that can be in the preliminary final against the winner of the ABC's generic sports podcast against the AFL's daily update. And, and, and the winner of that can play Howie again in the grand final. All That's right. good Hawthorne, man. It I all makes it. sense. We've, 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 we've got it entirely worked out from here. If you have things to ask about fixturing, Adam Collins is the person to go to. All right, this is it. Final word daily. We'll be back for day three. See you then. Good night. But the way ain't fenced in my future questions, my current senses That'll be the same we've been doing for centuries Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant here I had to go about it